Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. I don't know if, were we planning on getting together before you text me that scripture verse? I don't remember. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah. So, uh, what do you remember what episode it was that spawned that? It was Pastor. Um, you guys were talking. Oh, pa- was it Pastor Didio? Didio, yeah, yeah. It was Pastor Didio. Uh, so Pastor Didio, I think is how you pronounce mm-hmm. it. Um, I forget what episode number that was, but it was uh, biblical. What was it? What did I, what did I call that? Uh, I think it was, uh, it was biblical super soldiers, and mm-hmm. oh, it was uh, it was portals to hell and biblical super soldiers mm-hmm. is the episode. And people really liked it. And you, from that episode, text me a scripture verse. And I don't have it pulled up in front of me. Do you remember what it was? Psalm 24-7. Psalm 24-7. And it kind of like blew my mind. It, it, it's funny. When you read the Bible, sometimes you read it and you're like, I never read that before. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, no, you have. It just never thought about it before. Mm-hmm. And that was something that really kind of like blew my mind. And I was like, dude, you got to come in the studio to talk about this. And so here you are. And we're going to be getting into, what, biblical portals today? Biblical portals, Tony. I freaking love it. It's freaking awesome. It's like... Uh, I, I was restraining myself texting you about this the whole time. Yeah, I'm glad because I, I, <laughs> I, like, like, I, I mean, there's a couple of times now since you got, you've been here, you guys are talking I'm like, ah, save it for the show, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I hate talking about content that's supposed to be recorded twice. <laughs> hate it. I just like doing it first, one shot. So um, we're going to be talking about biblical portals uh, how do you want to start this out today? Do you want to go into that verse or do you want to go somewhere else? Can I actually share something that happened during the Lady of Darkness interview that with you real oh, quick? Mother of Darkness. Mother of Darkness. Yeah. So I'm home by myself. All my kids went to school. They, they're they um, part of a co-op. And um, so I'm sitting there with my dog and I just have my phone on. And the lady's literally saying like, they worship Satan, right? The Mothers of Darkness worship Satan. Mm-hmm. Literally in that moment, my dog, Black Lab... Kali Mix, seven years old, super well-trained, like sees, looks above me, sitting on the couch, looks at the wall and literally goes into a full panic attack. I've never seen anything like it. She starts whining and whimpering and then proceeds to go run up the stairs and pees all through the, now she's really well-trained and hates getting yelled at. She's peeing all the way up the stairs, pees. She sleeps at the foot of our bed. She peed where she slept. She was in like full panic mode and it was just so crazy. I was like, what is happening? Like here we are like just listening and she's literally saying, oh, we worship Satan. And my dog literally, I think, sees something over my shoulder and has a full meltdown. Wow. And it lasted a whole day. Like she was like not She was freaking out all day? All day. And so we actually came and we blessed, we anointed. I'm also the anointing oil guy for Tony. So yeah. <laughs> the supplier. Yeah. I think I've said it enough on the show now. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, my, he's my anointing oil supplier. <laughs> so my dad came and we anointed the house and everything. And it's just like, you know, we're doing deliverance ministry. Uh, we were preparing for deliverance ministry. And I think also that just stirs stuff up, man. It's like when you look in the darkness, the darkness looks back for sure. Yeah. So, uh, it, so I, I was looking through my text messages here trying to find that that verse because uh, I wasn't sure if you had it here, but I, I want to just read it. Uh, this this verse is what you text me. And I was just like, what was my resp- reply here? Yeah, I, I gave three emojis of a brain, a, my brain exploding, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it says, so wake up, you living gateways. Lift up your heads, you doorways of inter- eternity. Welcome the king of glory 
for he is about to come through you. You ask, who is the king of glory? Yahweh, armed and ready for battle. Yahweh, invincible in every way. So wake up, you living gateways, and rejoice. Fling wide, you eternal doors. Mm -hmm. Here he comes. The king of glory is ready to come in. And I was just like, holy crap. Like, I was like, that's like literally, like, imagery wise, what I have been feeling. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, like, like, I I think I've talked about it enough on the show where, you know, I I talk about the mind portal, Mm -hmm. you know, but the idea that our brains or or something about us is a portal. Mm -hmm. And if we open that door, things can come in, whether Mm -hmm. it's, demonic possession or even taking it a step further into the craziness like with episode 510 with uh hunter like he literally is in what i think is probably another realm and he is identifying it as a dream he wakes up in his bed has bruises on his body and a few days later the dog upright walking dog he saw in this quote unquote dream is standing before him with his 11 year old son in the woods hmm. and it's like how is that possible mm-hmm. and i started thinking about this idea of like us somehow having like i don't want to say ability but it's like we're a portal like there there's some kind of mind portal or it, it just it, it really the last uh, 6 months to a year uh, i've been more public in exploring this stuff, mm-hmm. but I really kind of started looking into and thinking differently about this stuff for about, I'd say going on almost two years now. I think actually uh, this August will be about two years that I came across that story. I keep teasing mm-hmm. and it just set me off on this whole other path of thinking. And so recently there have been people like uh, Pastor DiDio, uh and others, um, uh, Dr. Laura Sanger, that I have been talking with that are uh, Christians and also give credence to a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, it's really interesting to hear their, their perspectives. And so when I found out you were going to be here, you sent me that, that text with the scripture verse. And I was like, dude, we got to, I just, let's talk and yeah. see what happens. Oh man. So, and then you come with notes. And I was like, oh, he actually prepared. Oh, I am prepared. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am great at remembering verses, but not like exactly where they're from. So I, everyone can look these things up. Um, but you got me in this like deep search and it was really incredible to actually find validity to everything you've been talking about in the podcast for the last six years, that there is biblical evidence for that as well. And mm. I think that's what really blows my mind. Not just in Psalms, but we're going to get into it in, New Te- in the New Testament as well. And um, yeah, I mean, we are such spiritual beings. Like we talk about all the time how God, we have the spirit of the living God inside of us, right? And mm-hmm. so that that aspect of us is what allows us to do these supernatural things, you know? And you can use it for good or you can use it for bad. You can use it for yourself, you know? And I think when you get into like, all the crazy abductions and like all this stuff, I think like they're looking for that God spark within us, you know? Mm. And so like, we are incredible beings that we just really limit ourselves in. So, uh, and and steer this any direction you want to go. And I'm just going to comment as we go. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I started, and I don't know if I've said this on an episode recently or not. I know I've been talking about this recently, probably on an episode. Uh, But I, I feel like, so when we talk about uh, the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, the fall of man, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's, it's one of those things where I feel like traditionally in Christian, 
Christianese, um, we, it's like, oh, you did bad. And so God said, you know, you are no longer allowed in this geographical area, get out mm-hmm. and, you know, here's your punishment. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was, there, definitely there was a punishment, right? Uh, a curse on humanity. But I started thinking about like how, uh, is what, what are this, like, is there more to this? And so I started thinking about how there's an angel garden, guarding the, the, the entrance to mm-hmm. the garden. Mm-hmm. We've been a lot of places on this earth. We can't find no angel garden, a garden, garden, a gar- guarding a garden. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking, you know, you know, the fact that we're spiritual beings and the fact that maybe part of this curse was that not like, cause there was a lot of physical aspects to the punishment, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to have to, to, to work the soil. You're going to have physical pain during mm-hmm. childbirth. Mm-hmm. Was that, that, that encompassing, that was, was that just a depiction of what the result was, which was we were going to be kicked out of this spiritual, a much more spiritual existence into a much more physical existence where you were going to have mm. pain, physical pain. Uh, and, and so when I start talking about how we're spiritual beings living in a physical existence, I literally mean that. Mm-hmm. And with that, it's like, well, what, what is, what are we capable of? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think we've seen throughout biblical history, humans through the allowance of God to tap into those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to, not to just speaking historically, not to current times, but like you have, uh, uh, I talk about David's mighty men, like those dudes that, that what the Bible says in second Samuel with these guys, like it's describing supernatural aspects. Mm-hmm. It's not normal for one man to be to be able to take on a thousand men mm-hmm. and win. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, an army of Samsons. And when you look at the David's mighty men, it's kind of very, it's not glossed over, but it's not in great detail. But we do have a very uh, micro-focused story in Samson that is greatly detailed. So if you say, if you, if you think David's, David's mighty men is an army of Samsons, and then you can go and look at Samson, well, that whole story of Samson is a supernatural story. Mm-hmm. It is. It it was a man that was uh, allowed by God to perform supernaturally, mm-hmm. as long as he stayed within God's will. Right beyond his physical. So, like that's the whole connection to all of it is that it's beyond our physical body. Like there's something. Like Samson wasn't just big and muscular. That's why he was so seen as a strong man. Yeah. But there was a spirit inside, the spirit of God inside of him that gave him strength. Mm. And so that spiritual connection to the body is like, and when we're talking about Adam and Eve, it's the same thing that that connection was broken down upon their sin. So like they were the most like God in that before the sin, like they were, you know, like in these wonderful spiritual connection bodies. And then as sin came, like all the curses are physical, right? Like mm-hmm. you were saying, and it's the same thing. That was the lie, like be like God, eat the fruit, right? And it's like, you know, they were the most like God before they sinned and they became less like God after the sin, yeah. you know? And it's not just the knowledge, but like, like you said, the curse. And that's what Jesus came to break that curse. And then we can have that again through the Holy Spirit. So it's just really interesting. Yeah. I think, you know, it says that he breathed his spirit in us. We have, again, the spark of God within us. And so how people want to use their free will to use that spark 
you know, for non-Christian ways or Christian ways or whatever. I mean, that's their free will to, to, to choose. So. Yeah. You know, I just had this thought that kind of hit me as you were talking. What we're doing here and what uh, I've been doing for a little bit now um, is we're denormalizing the supernatural. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, what I mean by that is we, we, and people throughout the history of this show have heard me rail against the Americanized version of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of that is normalizing the supernatural where it's not to be thought of as anything to be focused on as far as like, wow, isn't that amazing? Like, mm-hmm. like I, like, you know how like you do something so many times. So for instance, I'm a podcaster. I do it full time, right? Mm-hmm. If I talk to somebody and they're like, what do you do for a living? Oh, I, you know, I run a media company and this, that, and the other. They're like intrigued, asking questions. And I'm just like, yeah, it is what it is. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's just normal for me. Right. And they're, tr- they, they spend so much time normalizing the supernatural that it's not special. It's not looked at as anything special. And I feel like that's what we're doing here is we're, we're taking that and we're saying, no, 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 no. Let's focus in on this more and talk more about this because it's not to be glossed over. So when, you know, I'll use Samson again, because it's such a popular story for kids they, when they teach them, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you grow up and you start thinking about Samson and, and it just becomes normal. Oh yeah, Samson, he was a really strong guy, you know, lost his strength because he, he gave into the woman and cut his hair and one last feat, God granted him the strength to take down the building and everybody died, right? Uh, but the reality is that like, like what you were talking about, the spirit of God, it, like Samson was like, um, he like think uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. right? Or The Rock. Mm-hmm. Think The Rock. Like The Rock is huge. He, at times he looks like the Hulk. The Rock can't take on a thousand people. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of gloss over the fact that Samson took on a thousand uh, soldiers with a jawbone of a donkey. A donkey yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's not possible. That's not reality that we know. It's supernatural. And we don't mix the two. And so I, I just wanted to kind of take the, the aside there and, and talk about that a little bit, just because I'm really, I, I'm really trying to, I guess, in a sense, normalize the supernatural for mm-hmm. people to, to be like, yeah, we, we can't just gloss over this stuff and say, oh, yeah, that was a cute story. No, these aren't cute stories. These are supernatural stories. Mm-hmm. And they better be started. You better start recognizing them as such, because I believe that we're living in a time where we're starting to get back into where the supernatural is going to be very apparent. It's going to start smacking us in the face, mm-hmm. and if you don't, if you're not prepared for it, uh, you're you're going to be like, "I'm going crazy." Now nah, you're just living in a supernatural no, world. No, absolutely. I think all of it. Like you know, my brother and I were like fascinated with Bigfoot like seven, eight years ago. And then you kind of like graduate from the Bigfoot search because no one ever finds anything. And then <laughs> you keep searching and looking and then eventually you get into the woo. And mm. the woo essentially ends up into the spiritual realm of like ourselves yeah. and looking into it. And then you're like, I'm reading the Bible and understanding that there's so much spirituality in ourselves in the Bible, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, how that's so interlinked you can't deny it anymore i think it's really helped me focus even more of against like my unbelief you know because we're so indoctrinated in this like materialism world where everything's just flesh in science and there's something that we can't understand we can't perceive that is real and i think all of it just leads us to at least for me more into the biblical narrative so so is woo woo just people who are (laughs) acknowledging a supernatural or adopting a supernatural worldview? Yeah, I think so. I think it's just, you're beginning to 
not be afraid to speak in those terms, you know, mm. like I'm, I'll, I'll be declared crazy and I'm okay with it because I know it's really the real truth because mm. there's nothing else that explains all the mysteries that we, we perceive and understand. Mm. Yeah. Well, all right, let's get into it. Okay. Let's get into it. Uh, where do you want to start? Where do we go? So, yeah, I got some notes here. Um, so the living gates is really cool. Cause like, again, we're talking about like Adam and Eve, how like we are spiritual beings, right. And we're living gates. And then, so you had me researching, well, I did the research cause I wanted to have some good material for you. Yeah. And I found this and I think it's going to totally blow your mind. So, um, it's in acts 12 and this is when Peter is actually, he's locked away in prison. And what happens is, is the angel comes and visits him, right? And the shackles are tor- taken off. And then he's literally like kind of whisked through the prison. And it's cool because when we start breaking down all these words that we see, what we begin to understand is, is there's this incredible spiritual thing that's beginning to happen. So you mind if I pull, I'm just going to read it real yeah, quick. Yeah, I was, I was just- You want to read it? Oh, you can read it. Go ahead. I'm trying to save my voice. I think I'm already losing it. No, no problem. Uh, You said it was Acts 12? Acts 12. What verses? Um, Enter elevator music. Elevator music. Verse 6. We'll start at 6. It's the night before Peter was to be placed on trial. He was asleep, fastened with two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the prison gate. Suddenly there was a bright light in the cell, and the angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him on the side to awaken him and said, get up, quick. And the chains fell off his wrist. Then the angel told him, get dressed and put on your sandals. And he did. Now put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. So Peter left the cell following the angel. But all the time he thought it was a vision. He didn't realize it was actually happening. They passed the first and second guard posts and came to the iron gate leading to the city and opened for them all by itself. So they passed through through and started walking down the street. And then the angel suddenly left him. So this isn't even like the best part of what we're going to get into, but you see that he thought he was in a vision, right? And so like how many times when you're having interviews and like people like feel like they're, it's not reality. Mm. And so like, it's cool because I think like there's this aspect, like even in our glorified bodies, right? After Jesus returns, we have these glorified bodies. And I think we're going to have this like spiritualness to us where it's going to feel different. Like the spiritual realm is different and, but it's still physical. You see how it's still physical mm-hmm. and still spiritual. So he's like, feels like he's in a vision, yet he's physically leaving the prison, right? So before we go further, mm-hmm. it, it so he thought that he was having a vision mm-hmm. and not realizing that it was in reality. Right. So to just kind of bounce off what you just said before we keep going, mm-hmm. there's a lot of times that I do interviews with people and people will the people listening will comment saying that this guy was on drugs or this guy mm-hmm. is somewhere else mentally, things like that. And, and I, I just think it's kind of cool because like, even in the Bible here, Peter, like that, that would fit his description where he like, from the outside, like this, he, Peter's telling the story and people are like, Oh, he's, he's cuckoo. Mm-hmm. He's, 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 but he, cause he thought he was, you know, having a vision, imagining that this wasn't mm-hmm. real. But all of a sudden he wakes up and he's like, I'm outside the prison and my shackles are gone. Yeah. And so it physically happened. Mm. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. But that's what's so cool. I think like that the interconnection of the spiritual realm within us, the spirit within us, and the physical world are so interlinked. I don't think we give it any credence, mm. you know? 
So in, in this scene, before you keep going here, mm-hmm. in this scene, this was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.